With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash acquire. That's linkedin.com slash acquire. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to Money for the Rest of Us. This is the personal finance show on money, how it works, how to invest it, and how to live without worrying about it. I'm your host, David Stein. Today is episode 299. And it's titled, Has the Pandemic Changed You? My investment approach is to focus on things that don't change. We live in a highly unpredictable world. And what doesn't change, what is constant, is endless surprise and human emotions. We don't really know what's going to happen with the economy, with financial markets, with monetary policy. With the pandemic, the world is a constant series of endless surprises, both good and bad. And then as things happen that we and others don't anticipate, we emotionally react to them and often overreact to those surprises. We become fearful and greedy. Asset bubbles can form. Well, other asset categories might get too cheap. This pandemic, the coronavirus pandemic, has been a major shock. To me, and I think to most people, we certainly didn't anticipate it. And now we're coping with a dramatically different world. In previous episodes, I've discussed the economic, monetary, and investment impact of the pandemic and its aftermath. In this episode, I want to focus on how this sea change has impacted us personally. I see three patterns that are emerging two of which I've discussed in an earlier episode of the podcast, episode 197, The Power of Less and Local. These three emerging patterns are less, local, and leap. Less, the principle I've discussed a lot. Nassim Nicholas Taleb in his book, Skin in the Game, talked about a principle called via negativa. He wrote that knowledge grows by subtraction, by identifying things that aren't working and removing those things. He says the act of removing is powerful and less error-prone than acting by addition. As we've been isolated, locked down in our homes, it's given us time to think about the things that we have and do we really need them. I'll give you a simple example. This past Friday, LaPrell and I, my daughter, my daughter-in-law, and my son drove three cars for 17 hours straight through from Phoenix to Idaho. And once we arrived here, LaPrell and I went up to our cabin to open it up because we're going to spend most of the summer here in Teton Valley. We have a bit of a mice problem at this cabin. There were mice droppings everywhere. We had to clean them up. My approach to combating mice is to put out bait boxes with bar bait, poison. I spoke to the previous owners about this, and they said they didn't have any problem with mice, although they lived here full time, and maybe they had a cat. But my approach this time is I took all the bait boxes away. 
Because for one thing, when mice would come in and start eating, it would wake me up. And so I figured, just take them all out. Don't attract mice by giving them something to eat. And then we'll see what happens. Now, this is a simple example, a simple experiment. We'll see how it works out. But I suspect there's other things that you're doing less of. Gyms have been closed for most of this time. I bought a kettlebell and have been using that for strength training. So I'm canceling my gym membership. A new listener wrote me the other day, said he couldn't go to the gym, so he discovered podcasting and discovered my podcast. We're traveling less. Airline travel is down 90% from a year ago. There was an article recently in the Wall Street Journal talked about how air travel is going to change. Less direct flights, slower boarding process as they board from the rear first, temperature checks before you get on the plane, perhaps immunity passports, everyone wearing masks. Not going to be as much fun to travel by plane anymore. What are you doing less of or considering doing less of? Perhaps less going out, less busyness, less travel. Most people are doing less. They're subtracting things from their lives and it can be powerful. It can give us a sense of relief when we remove something from our life. Now, it means we need to be strategic when we add something. We can't just extract ourselves from the economy, but we can be strategic in our purchases. Which brings us to the second emerging pattern of local. Many, many people have started working remotely and have loved it. I've had two friends that mentioned to me recently that they never want to have to go back to the office again. One of the outstanding questions is how permanent will this be? And the potential impact on commercial real estate. Commercial real estate prices were down 10% year over year in April. We've seen this trend go back and forth. There was a phase where remote work was very much in fashion, and then the CEOs wanted to bring the workers back so they could all collaborate. So I don't see all companies doing this, but I certainly do believe you'll see much more remote work because you can be more productive. I have worked remotely for almost 20 years now, and you can be highly productive. Other aspects of local. Supply chains have been severely disrupted by this pandemic. Companies realize that maybe such an extensive global supply chain has some weaknesses. Will we see more local domestic manufacturing? You're seeing modes of transportation be more local. New York Times reported that in March, nationwide sales of bicycles, equipment, and repair services almost doubled from the past year. A lot of people don't want to commute on the subway anymore or the buses, and so they want to commute by bicycle. We'll see how that goes when winter comes. These are local trends. The Pro and I are going to do much more local travel. We are purchasing a camper conversion. This is a 2002 Chevy Suburban converted into a camper with solar panels, a bed and back, no kitchen, but we'll be doing a lot more distributed camping on Bureau of Land Management and National Forest Land in Idaho, Wyoming, and Montana. More local. What about your local pattern for shopping? How has that changed? We've done a lot more curbside pickup of groceries. It takes more planning. It can be a little more frustrating. 
We've also done Instacart. That can be frustrating, too. The other day at the grocery store, we ordered two pounds of bananas and two carrots. And we got two bananas and two pounds of carrots. With Instacart, we wanted ramen noodles. They didn't have any, so they substituted two huge bags of cheese and caramel popcorn mixed together. How will you interact locally? With who? This is one of the biggest changes that I see. We can't be locked down in our homes forever. We're going to have to choose to interact. If you have kids, they want to interact. And so deciding how and what type of social distancing or any social distancing will you use will be critical. We're going to have to kind of navigate this new culture until there's a vaccine. If we get a vaccine. I was somewhat surprised as we drove those many miles from Phoenix to Idaho, how few people we saw wearing masks and how many people we saw gathering together, strangers at restaurants or stores. It's almost as if people think government says the economy's open, so we're back to normal. Now, maybe the pandemic will just go away. But that doesn't appear to be what the science suggests. The infection rate was very high before the economic shutdown. And now the curve has been flattened. But everything I've seen suggests the coronavirus has not gone away. But we'll see. And we have to figure out how are we going to navigate our social interactions locally. Before we continue, let me pause and share some words from this week's sponsors. Sometimes it's just nice to sit back, relax, maybe even take a nap. That's not what you want your money to be doing. You want it to be working hard for you, earning interest, generating returns. That's where the Betterment Automated Investing and Savings app can help. Betterment's technology gives you advanced tools that are built to help you maximize returns. They have diversified portfolios of low-cost ETFs that have been constructed by experts. High-yield cash accounts, where your money can earn 11 times the national average and automated investing technology like automated rebalancing. These tools can help you reach your savings and investing goals. Betterment is a fiduciary. That means it's their job to act in your best interest. They will never recommend an investment or give you guidance unless they believe it will help you reach your financial goals. So visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about the high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, performance not guaranteed, Cash reserves offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. I know in our business, having the right candidates for the job is critical to keep our business running smoothly. Now, LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. LinkedIn does all that while making the process easy and intuitive. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. 
So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash David. That's linkedin.com slash David to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. The third pattern I see emerging is leaping, trying new things. Last month, there was a column by Frank Wilsack in the Wall Street Journal titled Good Enough Versus Even Better. He introduced the concept of local maxima and gave the example of a climber trying to reach the highest point on a mountain. He writes, no matter where she starts, she can get higher for a while by following a simple rule. Always ascend. Eventually, she will reach a peak. But there is no guarantee that the peak she reaches this way is the highest in the range. She has reached a local maximum, but not necessarily the global maximum. Higher peaks may lie elsewhere, separated by valleys and mountain passes. To get to them, she'd have to go down for a while and maybe wander a bit before ascending. The pandemic's kind of been like that. It's almost like we've reached the top of a mountain and we're looking around asking, is this all there is? Or is this as important as I thought? Wilsack continues, in our own lives, the choice of whether to abandon a comfortable local maximum can be wrenching. If my life is pretty good already, should I consider changing jobs, emigrating to a different country, or going back to school? Leaping can be hard, and it takes time. We're in a world where it's hard to get people to pay attention to you. And when you start a new endeavor, what we're doing is what Seth Godin calls finding a new cluster, essentially a new tribe, new followers, new people to relate to, new people to serve. Godin writes, the minimal viable audience concept requires that you find your cluster and overwhelm them with delight. Choose the right cluster, show up with the right permission, and sufficient magic and generosity, and the idea will spread. We're all connected, but the future is local. In the podcasting space, it's been fun to watch what several of my colleagues and friends have done. Joshua Sheets of Radical Personal Finance started recording his episodes live, streaming them. Not just in English, but he just launched a Spanish-language podcast. It's been amazing to watch. Just kind of fun to watch Joshua speak Spanish. Miranda Marquette, she was a founder of the Money Tree Investing podcast. She transitioned by selling that podcast and instead, in addition to her freelance writing, launched the Freelance Writer Academy and is running as a representative with the Idaho State Legislature. Joe Saul Sehi, Stacking Benjamins, and his co-host with the Money with Friends podcast, Bobby Rebel, just moved their podcast to Westwood One and joined a new network. But each of them are leaping. They're trying to figure out a new way to approach their business. And one of the most fascinating things we'll see coming out of the pandemic is how businesses adapt. I'm glad that governments are allowing businesses to operate again. Consumers were already shutting down before the government told them to. We've had a pause, and it's given businesses and households, individuals, time to think about the risk of a pandemic. But now they have the opportunity to adapt, adapt to a new reality of, of a pandemic. I love the complexity of the world that allows businesses and consumers to interact so businesses can meet consumer needs on the grounds that consumers are willing to 
participate in. I went back and looked at my year-end episode for forces to shape the next decade, not anticipating a pandemic, obviously. I recorded that in December 2019. The four forces were money, trust, technology, and climate change. And as I look at those four forces and what has happened with this pandemic, money remains a clear force. When we look at what central banks are doing to address the global recession and what money is and how it's being created and how they're expanding the things that they're willing to do as they create more money. Trust. Do we trust our leaders? I had a conversation with another podcasting friend who lives in Denmark. And we were talking about some of the differences between the U.S. and Denmark. And he pointed out there's a high degree of trust that citizens of Denmark have both in their government and their fellow citizens. Unfortunately, the level of trust isn't quite so high here in the U.S. The pandemic itself has been politicized by both sides, which is unfortunate because pandemics don't have any politics. The virus doesn't care. It'll do what it does, irrespective of what people feel. Technology, the third force that in many ways has allowed this shift to remote work with Zoom calls and other tools. We talked about how technology can increase productivity and certainly has. And finally, climate change, oil price craters, people driving less. The air has never been cleaner around the world as people have stayed home more. Those four forces will continue, as well as the the trends toward less local, and hopefully, in your case, leaping, trying something new, figuring out, all right, I've had two months on pause to some extent, probably a pretty hectic two months. What have you started? Or what what are you going to start? I know I'm just looking at my brand, we're focusing much more on writing, producing more written content, guides on investing in different asset classes, guides on things related to the economy. And I'm focused on making better content for Plus members and helping them navigate the unpredictable investment landscape. I'm also doing a lot more fishing <laughs> and camping and reflecting. And I hope you are also. That is a shorter-than-normal episode, episode 299. You can get show notes at moneyfortherestofus.com. While you're there, please sign up for my free weekly insider's guide. This is an email with links to that week's episode, along with an essay on money, investing, and the economy. Some of the best writing I do each week just goes to your inbox. You can sign up for that at moneyfortherestofus.com. Everything I've shared with you in this episode has been for general education. I'm not considered your specific risk situation. I've not provided investment advice. This is simply general education on money, investing, and the economy. Have a great week. <laughs>